This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Side Hustlers. I'm your host, Carla Marie from iHeartRadio. This is the podcast where I talk to people following a passion outside of their day job. And this is a huge episode for me. I'm talking to fellow iHeartRadio sister, Amy Brown. She's co-host of the Bobby Bone Show on iHeartRadio. You can find her on Instagram. It's at Radio Amy. Amy is someone who I look up to professionally and personally. And I truly wish that she and I had hours to talk because Amy has incredible insight. And I don't normally get nervous recording episodes of Side Hustlers. And even though I've met Amy a ton, you will hear me fangirl throughout this entire episode. So Amy's day at the Bobby Bone Show starts a lot like mine, super early. And her side hustles include her charity, Espoir, which she raises money for by selling clothing and accessories through the shop forward. She also works on the Pimp and Joy clothing line, which is the mantra of the Bobby Bones show, which if you listen to uh, my morning show, we always say you look great. So Pimp and Joy is the mantra of the Bobby Bones show and that charity also gives back to other charities. Amy has her own podcast, The Four Things Podcast on iHeartRadio. And about a year and a half ago, she adopted two kids from Haiti. So yeah. 
she's got a busy day. This is Amy's story. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So, yeah, I'm geeking out about this episode because I get to talk to Amy, who is co-host of The Bobby Bone Show, and you are an inspiration to me, and I know that sounds probably crazy to you, but I seriously do like follow everything that you do and I really believe in everything that you do so I have been geeking out all day about the fact that you're going to be on this podcast so thank you first of all (laughs) okay I'm like trying not to smile when you say that because I'm like oh that's just so weird to hear like I don't it I don't really consider myself someone that others in radio would like look to for things you know but I think it's super cool you are I I guess I am to that point now where I'm older and (laughs) I'm not like the young one in rate, like we used to be the youngest morning show around back in the day, like 13 years ago. <laughs> so I guess now we have the younger people coming up. So it's cool. It's yeah, cool. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, first of all, we're only a few years apart for the record. Our show is a baby show though. But yes, I do follow everything you do in radio, but it's also all the stuff outside of radio and all your side hustles. And I look at you and I'm like, damn, Amy's got two kids and she's doing all this. I need to stop complaining. So you kind of put me in check without realizing what you're doing with all your side hustles. So let's get into those. So the first one I think of is the fact that you have Espoir. Am I saying that right? You are. Okay. Mm -hmm. Espoir. And it is a charity with your friend, Mary, which is a part of the shop forward. Did I also get that right? Yeah, so okay. the shop forward is is Mary's baby, and it's um, an online apparel place where she wanted to create a place where she could merge her love for fashion and philanthropy. So she, you know, partners with different brands to give them away to you know have people come and shop online and ship it out because she can handle all of the orders and the shipping and the processing. Which a lot of like nonprofits they can't do that on their no. own. Like if they're trying to fundraise for something, and so she wanted to give them that that place to do it. So Pimp and Joy was her first partnership or collaboration, and then from there it grew and she's gotten other ones. And then her and I, yeah, we created Espoir, which means hope in Haitian Creole. Um, to support Haiti. So it's under the Shop Forward umbrella, but it's, yeah, it's a Shop Forward brand that that I happen to do with her. And we're just very similar. We wanted to create cool things that people would love, like wearing or buying for themselves or buying as gifts, but also gave back at the same time and supported causes that we're passionate about in Haiti. Well, and the quality of all of the things you guys put out, I've got a hat, I've got two t-shirts, there's definitely more things. Oh, I've got the four things tote. Everything is awesome. But Mary did have a little bit of a background in fashion before starting. Yes. So she lived in New York and worked for Marc Jacobs for many years. And then she moved back to California where she's from and was working for a sweater company there that her dad has had since like the seventies. And she went there to, she moved back to kind of help work on, you know, different, I forget, I'm not, I don't know the lingo. I'm not in fashion, but she would bring ideas to the table. Like she was, I forget, there's some really cool word to <laughs> describe course. it, but like, you know, ideas person. And she, so she was working there and while she 
you know, when idea she brought to the table was the ugly Christmas sweater kits, which some people might be familiar if they saw them at Target, Nordstrom, all the places. (laughs) So Amazon. So no big deal. I mean, Mary, she's, you know, NBD, but she's very, yeah, she's very creative, very hardworking, very determined. And then again, very passionate about giving back. And she loves marrying all these things. And so, yeah, she's recently taken on the shop forward totally full-time and that's cool. that's her main thing so she's hoping to grow it like even more and, and that's really exciting so I'm excited to be a small part of that with what we're doing but but yeah she has the background so I would say she we do ag- meet and try to agree on everything but I feel like sometimes I'm learning from her well that's what and- I want to ask like do you when it comes to the merchandise and stuff, are you just like, all right, let me sample this and try this article of clothing? Like without saying, Amy, what do you know about fashion? But like, what is your role in picking out the products? Yeah, I would say we both look for things like I'm wearing a cool mom I love it. hoodie right now. It's mm-hmm. a crop hoodie and it supports a maternity center in Haiti, which makes sense because if you're a mom, it's pretty cool to buy something that supports new moms and babies in Haiti. And like, I'm obsessed with it. So this is a hoodie where I was at a gym and they had a hoodie hanging on the rack. And so Mary taught me a couple of years ago that every sweatshirt shirt, every product has like a code on the inside of the tag. And if you take a picture of it, she can look up the code and she knows exactly because a lot of times people remove labels and we right. remove all of our labels. So you don't, you don't know for sure where it's coming from. And we don't do that to keep it like a secret or anything. We just like to put our own cute of label course. there instead of having like a tag. So anyway, I took a picture of it and then I sent it to her and she was like, Oh yeah, that's really cute. So she, she found it and then um, ordered a sample. And then I tried it on at the, it was a different color. It wasn't exactly what we wanted but similar enough to where I tried it on and I'm like, okay, yes, let's go. Let's put the cool mom on this. So we both, or she'll order a bunch of samples from brands that we like, and then we'll try them all on. And then we both play around with ideas and she can do mock-ups. So we're both really involved in that. So either it happens because we see a product out that we, we already like, I mean, we're not copying the product, but we see like the shirt, like the, like the shirt that we like. And then we put whatever we want on it. But we sample a lot of stuff that we actually don't like. And we end up making it too. And then we wear it for a little bit. And we text back and forth. And we're like, I'm just not feeling it. Like, we can't take this to the public. It's just not cool. It's not cute. I don't like the fit. It's it's not. It's just not. It doesn't fit our vibe. Well, you can't put something out there that you guys don't love or don't believe in. Because how are you going to tell people that they should spend their money on it? Or obviously exactly. going to a charity, you want it to be great. I feel like that's the number one thing I would say to somebody that if you're trying to make something like if you don't love it and you don't like you're not into it, then you're like people aren't going to want to follow suit on that because it's just they're going to feel that. And I think people feel that we genuinely like what we have. And like this star necklace that we have. I know. I love the necklace. Oh, my gosh. Like it's I'm obsessed with it. And it's made locally by women here in Nashville. And Mary and I worked with this company, Fashionable. Well, now they go by Able, but we worked with them for a really long time trying to come up with this necklace, like months and months and months. And we had other ideas and those, every time we got them in, we had so many samples. I mean, I kid you not, probably like 20 different necklaces. And we were like, "Mm, this is not going to work, not going to work. And we ended up going with the star necklace because we were like, okay, this, this fits us best. We were trying to find something that like had a squat on it because then it's branding. And then it also is a reminder to have hope 
And, you know, that's important to us to have a reminder, but they were like, you know what? Do we need the reminder or yeah. do we want it to be super cool and give back to Haiti and also give back locally because it's made by women in Nashville that are transitioning out of um, a homeless lifestyle or whatever. Like it's, oh, it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super cool. And then when you get the necklace in, um, the packaging, the woman that made it in Nashville, she actually has signed the back. So you can like see the person that made your necklace That's cool. and then, you know, know that you, you helped her and then that you're also helping people in Haiti at the same time. So it's really, sometimes it takes months to come up with something and actually approve it, but we're both involved in it. But Mary being there and actually in the warehouse and actually where our four things stuff are printed in LA, like she drives around to the printers. I think we have like five different printers maybe that do the <laughs> temps. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just like two or three, but it seems like a lot to me. And Mary drives around to each one to make sure that she's all, we're all about quality control, but she's the one actually there doing it. And I wish like so many times I'll, I'll get in my head. I'm like, oh, I wish I was in LA to like help and do more, well, but I just got to do what I can. So we're going to get into all the things you do, but how do you balance that? Like how much time do you think you spend on Espoir and Pimp and Joy in a week? Every week is so different. It's, a- it's so hard to, cause I mean, even the Bobby Bone Show hours are so different every week because Bobby was doing Dancing with the Stars and now he's on American Idol. So, I mean, I feel like now I'm at the studio Monday through Sunday. Jeez. So I am like, I'm, I may not be there like for a lot of hours on a Saturday or a Sunday, but I'm going up there at least for one or two hours. And that's on my weekend when I'm like, should be at home with my kids and like taking time off. And, but I'm making time for stuff like the podcast and the show. Cause those are things that I really care about. And that's what gives us the platform for the side hustle. Now I'll say when, when Bobby wanted to move to Nashville, I, you know, we started the show in Austin and we were probably in about 20 markets Mm -hmm. and like that was our max, maybe 30, maybe, I don't know right now, which is still a lot. Like we started with one market. I'm in one. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in one. (laughs) Yeah. So that was us. Like we, I I mean, I think back to the days, like, uh, I was like, okay, this is, it's just a different, it's a different life. But, but I mean, you're doing a lot more than I was doing. We were in one market. Like when I was in one market, I was like, my husband was deployed in Afghanistan and I was like living my life, working (laughs) in North Carolina. I did the show for my house up there and it was amazing. Like I did it in my pajamas and I was an hour later because I was on East Coast and I, I just would like walk my dog and go to yoga twice a day. And life, I mean, it's so easy. Like and now look so at you. Okay. Like um, and now I'm like, what the heck? God, I should have like, those days were so awesome. But I wouldn't trade these busy days for, for anything. But back to the schedule now, we're in like 110 or something markets. So there's a lot that goes along with like giving those markets um, liners, which if people don't know what those are, how should we describe that crime? Like uh, we, like you, like things that are happening in that city, you want to cut stuff local to that city so that they feel connected to you. And we want to feel that connection. So that way they're not like, Oh, these people in Nashville don't even care about us or know what's going on. Well, actually we do. So we're going to take time and like, you know, talk about what's you guys going do on it in your city. The right way. You don't just like pick up a radio station and no. oh great, we got one. You actually want to take care of it. And it's like right. getting a new plant. You want to water that plant because if you don't, then the plant's not gonna be healthy and like you back, really. So <laughs> I love the way you guys do things, but that means you are putting more time, like you're saying, on the weekend into different things. But you talked about 
Pimp and Joy, which is part of the Bobby Bone Show and the mantra that you guys talk about on the air. And I want you to explain how that started, because that was the first thing I bought from the shop forward was the Pimp and Joy camo tank. And I know you guys switch up charities all the time for Pimp and Joy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's why it was hard to I don't know if I answered your original question about time, but yeah, because of the radio show and the different demands there in the podcast will depend on how much I can put into Espoir or whatever I or Pimp and Joy or, you know, I would love to be able to do more hours. But then there's also the hours of being a mom and a wife and then also my self-care, my me time, because you can't I would say that to anybody listening that is working jobs and having side hustles and also trying to do like maybe the mom thing or the wife thing um, or the husband thing. Like you have to carve out that time for you. Like I still work out. I still go on walks. I still, you know, get massages. I still, I mean, that stuff's important or you're going to break, you know? So I don't want to act like I'm just, (laughs) I don't want to act like I'm just working 24 seven. I mean, I, I have my Netflix time. I have, which most, most of the time is when my husband and I are winding down before bed, or I I love to like clean my house and vacuum. It's very therapeutic. So I'll have Netflix on like while I'm doing things, I'm not like totally honed in on it, but I have like right now I'm binging the office Same, and I just have it. It's so good. Yeah. I have it running. (laughs) I will get to your pimp and joy question, but I want to also address that if anybody is making it look like, you know, they're just juggling it all and working and making all this magic happen. I mean, a lot of times it's. I feel like a hot mess and I'm not. And I, I want to actually figure out ways to do more. And maybe I need to relax on that and know that right now I'm I'm doing enough. I just have this desire to kind of grow right now. And, and the things that I'm passionate about, back to when Bobby asked us to move to Nashville and we started in Austin and we were small, I said, look, if we're moving to a bigger platform, we have to do good with it. Like, I I don't want to just move there and be talking to millions of people every day and we're not going to use it for good. So we were kind of, we didn't know what that would look like, but then Pimp and Joy was born and that kind of gave me the purpose. Like I was like, okay, this is cool. Like I can, I can do this. This can be a part of our show. This can get our listeners involved. This can spread joy. And later when, you know, Espoir is something that Mary and I decided to form. And we don't really talk about that on the Bobby Bone Show like we do Pimp and Joy. Um, It's mainly just Mary and I and then like on social media and stuff. But that is what I'm passionate about is like taking this platform that I've been given and trying to do something with it. So with Pimp and Joy, my mom was diagnosed with cancer and she listeners were invested in her story. And we were at the hospital one day and I was like, mom, you probably should Twitter. This is back when Twitter was like really big. Mm-hmm. Instagram was just kind of, and now I would say it's the other way around, but I was like, mom, you need to create a Twitter because you know, you have, you have fans and they want to know what's going on. Well, her motto during her cancer was choose joy. And so like her name was Judy. So I typed in Judy chooses joy, joyful Judy, like all these things. And they were taken. Like, obviously taken. So jokingly, I typed in Judy B. Pimp and Joy. <laughs> and it was available. <laughs> I was like, well, go figure. So then for, I told Bobby about it and listeners started following her. And she would tweet little updates from the hospital and how her cancer was going and blah, blah, blah. And then Bobby was like, hey, you know, listeners should choose Joy too. It was like, what if we did a hashtag with your mom on Twitter called Pimp and Joy? Like, just hashtag 
pimp in joy. And people, if they were choosing joy for themselves or spreading joy to others, they could share that on Twitter and use the hashtag. So then it was like catching on and it was so cool. And we had joy week and people were really spreading joy. Like we had this caller call in. I don't know if you know about the caller in the tires. I don't know if I know this one. Okay. So um, this woman (laughs) called in and she said, I don't know your show. This is the first time I've ever listened, but another listener of yours was at the tire shop I was at. I'm a single mom and I was in line. I I knew I needed one tire fixed. Turns out I needed four new tires and I could not afford them. So I was telling the tire guy, let's just do one right now and I'll come back and get the other three when I can. And the guy behind her in line, it was Joy Week, which was dedicated to my mom the first year. This was in 2014, maybe. And um, he was like, hey, I guess he was, it, he he could afford it. So he said, ma'am, I would like to buy all four of your tires oh. if you'll allow me. And she was like, no, you can't. And he's <laughs> like, no, I really need you to. He goes, it's Joy Week on my favorite radio show. <laughs> and we're supposed to choose joy for ourselves or spread joy to others. And so I want to buy your tires. And she was like, what show is this? And he <laughs> said, it's the Bobby Bone Show. And that's how she knew how to look us up and call us the next day. And we Again, she never had listened to the show, but she wanted to call in and thank us for Joy Week and thank us for Pimp and Joy, even though she didn't know what the heck it was and that we have amazing listeners. And we still, to this day, we don't even know who that listener was because wow. I mean, he remained anonymous, but she called in to tell us the story. And that when my mom heard that, because she, her prayer when she was diagnosed with cancer was um, well, actually like her third diagnosis. Jeez. I'm pretty sure it was that one because it kept coming back. She was, she had it for two years until she passed away, but we were at MD Anderson and it had come back and we went down to the chapel and she just said it it was a very selfless prayer. I feel like my prayer would have been like, Lord, take, heal me, take this cancer from me. But she just said, Lord, use this cancer for good. That's it. Like use it for good. Chills. Yeah. And so for me, what she didn't know at that time, and I didn't even know at that time, was that we would have a Pimp and Joy merch line. So then shortly after that, Mary was like, I don't know if y'all are thinking about doing anything merch-wise, but I, I, she's like, y'all don't even have to do it with me, but like, I've been thinking about starting this thing called the Shop Ford. Again, she hadn't started it yet. Wow. But she was like, if y'all want to do it, I'm on board. But even if y'all don't do it with me, y'all should still do it. And I was like, well, we don't know how to do it. So yeah, let's do it with you. <laughs> so we designed this black hat and my mom was even in on it. It's just a simple black hat with hashtag pimp and joy in the corner. And that was our very first item. And Mary mailed it to my mom and me to like try on. It wasn't even like the patch wasn't even officially sewn on yet, <laughs> but um, it was like taped on, but we were just like giving approval. And what we didn't know at the time too, was that my mom probably had about two weeks to live oh. at that point. But, but we didn't know that. I mean, she was getting weaker, but we thought maybe it was just, you know, a slump and then she would make a turn for the better. And she didn't, but we got the black hats, not in time for her to see, but she did get to approve like the sample. That's hat, cool. The, like little, she ended up going into hospice and she passed away, but we, Mary had some of the hats rushed and done to wear my mom's pallbearers. 
and the Bobby Bone Show at the funeral. Well, we actually called her funeral a celebration of life. I like that. And so the whole show wore pimp and joy hats in the church. All the pallbearers wore pimp and joy hats and they were black. It was very like fitting and it just fit the theme. And then my mom, before she had died, we had made a pimp and joy music video. Walker Hayes is a country artist in Nashville and he wrote a song called Joy Like Judy. And it's on YouTube. You can check it out. It's awesome. <laughs> and we we played that video at the Celebration of Life. Like it was the most, so many people that attended, they were like, that was like the most amazing funeral I've ever been to. I mean, it was just so different. Yeah. It like was not a somber thing. My mom wouldn't have wanted us to be that way. She would want us to be joyful because she was now pain-free and in a better place. But anyway, so we still didn't have the hats for sale yet, but they were kind of out there. And then I would say shortly after her funeral, we decided to just go for it. And we put the hats up for sale and they sold out like in 60 seconds. It's, it's yeah. incredible. And so it's so crazy. And so from there, Pimp and Joy, like now we've done, that, that was the first thing. My mom would literally freak yeah. out. Well, she her was, prayer like, is answered. Mom. Like she look what happened. Hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, every time something Pimp and Joy is sold or every time I run into someone wearing a Pimp and Joy, like I, I was walking down the streets of Austin one year, Mary was <laughs> with me and I saw a guy crossing the street in a Pimp and Joy hat. And I literally turned and was yelling at him because I was so excited <laughs> that I ran into a tree. Like I, what? I physically hit the tree. Like it was bad. Like Mary was like, oh my gosh. Like we were trying to contact the city of Austin to see if like, you know, like they had any street view cameras <laughs> that caught it because it was so comical. Epic. Like we just, I knew I needed it. But anyway, anytime I see it, you're right. It's an answer to my mom's prayer. It is. And to this day, we've been able to donate over $2 million to various causes, all of because my mom had a prayer of Lord use this cancer for good. So she would like freak out. It's the, the one that I have is the camel one. And that one specifically, it went to, was it an army veteran who needed, <laughs> yeah. was it a Captain. prosthetic leg? Am I getting it right? No. Well, we have done uh, a leg for a girl before, but oh. she was in Oklahoma, but no, he was hurt in Af Afghanistan, Captain Nelson. And He's now in a wheelchair and his home, he needed a new home to That's be outfitted so he could get around and he has a wife and a daughter. So we partnered with Building Homes for Heroes and the camo went towards his new house. So that was, and I think like in like a day or two, we raised like $100,000. It's it, kind of crazy. It's crazy because you guys also, you like you're saying, you work with so many different charities and you keep coming out with new products. And every time I'm like, they're getting me again, but it's for good. It's okay. I can get yeah. something else. And that's like, and like you said in the beginning, we try to make it quality products. Like we even have people ripping off Pimp and Joy on Amazon, which is like a compliment, but it's also frustrating. Very. It's like, okay, thanks for ripping us off. But, but first of all, if you buy it from Amazon, it's going to be super poor quality. Second of all, there's going to be no donation aspect, a hundred percent of Pimp and Joy proceeds go to the cause. So if you're buying it from Amazon, you know, but Mary sends lawyers after them like right away. So we're, <laughs> yes. we're like good to go. But um, whenever we have people 
you know, knocking us off. We're like, okay, well, that's cool that you think it's so cool, but how rude. This is like yeah. for charity. <laughs> it's so messed up, but, but it is true. Like it is such a compliment because what you guys have created, which I almost wore one of my shirts to do this podcast. And I was like, that's too weird. Like, she's going to be like, what are you doing? You weird. No, I think that that would be awesome. But I love it. I, it's such a movement because I was in Nashville wearing, Oh, sorry, Anthony Wood. And we were in Nashville for a work trip and he was wearing his camo pimp and joy shirt. And someone was like, where did you get that? And he was like, oh, and he started explaining it. And the guy was like, no, I know. But did you buy it from a store here? Because I really want to buy one. Like, I love the Bobby Bone show and I want to buy it in store somewhere because this guy just needed it at that moment. And we're like, I don't think they sell it in stores. So is yeah. that something you guys have looked into or want to do in the future? Mary has talked about doing a brick and mortar, but it likely would be in California as like her main hub cool. but she has considered either in Nashville or Austin doing like a shop forward pop-up shop Ooh. so and then we could see where it go and then Pim and Joy would obviously be carried there duh and then my kids Stevenson and Stashira they would work there duh because they need jobs well yeah. you're okay and see you're inspiring obviously your own daughter daughter Stashira because I see her making these bracelets now are you guys actually selling these bracelets on the shop forward Yes. So, so cool. she, her bracelets fall under the Espoir line since they support Haiti, but they started with her making little beaded bracelets that spell. And then, and then there's like letter beads also on there that say Espoir, which again, Espoir means hope in Creole, which is her first language. She is from Haiti and she lived her, the first five years of her life with her mom. Um, and then from five to 10, she lived at the orphanage. And then at age 11, she came to live with us, 10, 11, and now she's about to turn 12, which is crazy, but she came to live with us. So, you know, she will, like, has a real heart for the orphanage. Her friends are still there. And so she loves making these bracelets. And so we were like, Hey, if you want to have a little business, you can, you can certainly do that. What you do is you're going to make these bracelets and then we can sell them and you can sell them and you set aside money to reinvest into your business to buy beads. You can set aside to keep some money for yourself and your piggy bank, and then you can donate the rest to the orphanage. That's amazing. And so that's what she does. And so she's a little entrepreneur. And it's so cool. She now takes special requests. Like she just did a bachelorette party. <laughs> no, she that yeah, where she made each girl attending the party their own bracelet with their name. And it was like a group of girls that were going to the Bahamas. Like right now, Aspoa is supporting Project Metashare, which is the maternity center in Haiti. And Jenna her dad is a doctor. He's the one that founded it. And she works there is like very involved. And who knew? Literally, who knew? We did not know. But she, one day she's like, hey, Mary Amy, going to this bachelorette party. My friend's getting married. We're going to the Bahamas. And, you know, I'd love to give them all necklaces and totes and Stashira's bracelets. <laughs> and then so we're like, well, send us the list of the people. Just give us their names. We'll do it. Freaking Serena Williams. Shut up. Yes, it was one of the people and Caroline Wozniak, who, well, she's the one that was getting married and she's another number one in the world, like tennis star and all these other girls. And they're all so nice and amazing. And they're all on Instagram in the Bahamas at their bachelor party, like on Instagram, like thanking Stashira for their bracelet. Does she get it? Does she actually she get it? She doesn't get it. No, <laughs> she has no clue because I'm like, I'm shit. I'm like, Stash like Mary and I are freaking out and Stashira's like, what's the big deal? I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, Stashira, you don't know. But like, imagine if in Haiti, like the number one, you know, soccer player or something in all the land, like suddenly 
was talking to you. Well, so then this is how cool Caroline and Serena and Jenna are. They FaceTimed Stashira in the middle of their vacation and wanted to thank her oh, face-to-face. So my daughter got to FaceTime with like tennis royalty and she has she doesn't even have an appreciation for no because she just doesn't know you're probably just, better off later later in life yeah. she'll get like that that's really special and cool but again she's only been in america like a year and she's taken like two tennis lessons so she doesn't she doesn't really know so, but i was like maybe this will make her want to take her tennis lessons more serious you know or make more bracelets <laughs> either way yeah or make more bracelets but anyway that's also just a compliment to serena and caroline like how you know, I mean, they're, oh, they're, they're big time. Like they don't need to hop on FaceTime and thank some little girl for bracelets, but it was really thoughtful of them to do that. And then it also kind of, I think mo- like, even though Sashir didn't totally get it, it definitely motivated oh, yeah. her. Like that night after we FaceTimed, she made pretty sure she busted out like a whole new line of bracelets where she, you know, it motivated her, which is good. Well, you kind of touched on the fact that you, you adopted these two kids from Haiti and I followed your story and I know it wasn't like, Oh, I'm just going to adopt these two kids and take them home. It clearly was a long, was it a five-year process? Yes. Mm -hmm. But then it kind of, it happened. And then you just had these two kids. How did that affect, not just had these two kids, but when you got them, how did that affect all your job and all the other things like the shop forward that you were doing? Did they, you know, kind of go by the, the wayside for a little bit? Yeah, I think there was a time where Mary maybe even thought like, oh, like, do you even have time for this? Do you want to be involved? Because Four Things Totes were really picking up at that point, which our Four Things Tote is where you can customize your very own tote with your favorite four things, or you can give it as a gift for a friend. And it's Every really Every female thoughtful. in my family at this point has been gifted one, so. Yeah, because it's like, it's a win-win gift, I think, because not only are they cute, but it's thoughtful. Because you had to think of their favorite four things and they feel really special, but then they also know that it gives back to, you know, whatever cause we're supporting in Haiti at the time. And, you know, in every tote, we include like a card of what is being supported. So that way it's very clear, like, oh, this is the organization. Like we've done um, My Life Speaks, which is a special needs orphanage, or we've done um, the orphanage where my kids are. Or Danita's Children, another orphanage. Um, there's some great ones that we've worked with, Heartline Ministries. And then right now we're doing the Maternity Center at Project Medishare. But anyway, I, I feel like they were really, really, really picking up at that point. And she was spending a lot of time working on it. And then I was trying to just get grounded as a mom, which she understood that. And she's very close to my kids. I mean, she's basically like their aunt because she spent so much time in Haiti with me when I was trying to adopt them. And they're very close to her. And, you know... Then I went back to do the radio show, but I was so tired because I wasn't yeah. sleeping because my kids weren't sleeping. Like they were, they went from an orphanage where they were used to sleeping with, you know, all their friends in the same room to then we were so excited to have them come here and sleep in their own room and like, oh, wow, you have your own bedroom. Isn't this so cool? And they're like, no, okay, that's yeah, really cool, but I'm scared and I've never slept alone before. Like they've never slept that, alone. You don't think about those things. No, I mean, I guess we sort of had been prepped for that, but I thought, oh, my kids will be different because I've known them for five years. Like they feel comfortable with us and they got here and they did a lot of the classic textbook stuff where kids with trauma and abandonment issues and kids that have lived in orphanage that are not used to certain things that that a house provides, even though you would think it would be comforting and fine, it just wasn't, it wasn't their normal. So I, I, I was trying to go back. I took time off from the radio show, but then I was trying to go back to that. I was exhausted because Sashir would want me to sleep with her every night. And it just, I wasn't getting 
any sleep at all. Then we had our kids sleeping in the same room together, which he's a boy and she's a girl and they're not biological, but we knew that was okay, maybe temporarily, but we knew we couldn't keep it that way, but that we would have to separate them. And then, I mean, it just was, I was a hot mess. I'm actually recording this podcast with you right now in my closet. And I spent a lot of time in here crying, like, like a lot. I, I mean, those days were rough. I mean, and I would just run into people and they would be like, oh my gosh, like, it's so amazing. Like, I can't believe what you did for these kids. And this is so like, I'm like, I think cause I'm in the closet right now. I'm like, my, my brain is like going back to that time where it just really was hard. And I just remember like putting on a fake smile and being like, I know it's so amazing. But in my head, like I was having awful thoughts of like, we made a mistake. Like you have no idea what we've done and we might need to return them because I just don't feel equipped to be their mom. And, but, but I real I learned that those thoughts are very normal for adoptive parents or parents that are fostering because you start to, the kids are going through so much and it's so challenging and you don't know how to best be there for them. Cause all you want to do is fix it. And then when you can't, or you don't feel like you can, you just, everything, you just feel like you've, you've messed up. So anyway, I was, yeah. I was processing all of that I and dealing cannot. with that. And like I said, we started this podcast. It's, there's days where I'm mad about something that happened, whether it's at work or all the things that I have to do. And Amy, I'm not kidding. I will literally say to myself, Amy adopted two humans from a foreign country, <laughs> has a jo- the same job. She also has a podcast and she runs this entire charity, like suck it up and deal with it. And it sounds rough, but that's honestly how I get through. So you really are an inspiration. And I understand that you went through a lot. I really do. And hearing you talk about it now, it's like it, it is even more real than when I was just listening to the show. I know it was hard, but look at where you are now and look at how much oh, yeah. you, it's crazy. And the kids are doing, yeah. I mean, we, there's good days and bad days, but the kids are doing so much better and we're in a way better place. And I'm actually able to be back on board with Mary. Like, Hey, I'm here. I'm your I'm your part. I'm your business partner. I, our struggle right now is actually trying to get to Haiti. Now I will say like, I mean, Mary is, I would say she's like the, I don't ever even like use this word. I don't think I've ever described her as this and I don't really cuss, but like when I think of her, this like the best way for me to describe her is I feel like she's like a badass. Yeah, I got Amy to curse. This is the best day ever. (laughs) Like that just doesn't, like, but she is like, and I'm impressed by her. She's just determined and I, I learn a lot from her and so much of this, I just feel honored to be a partner with her because I feel like so much of this, I have a platform and I have things that I can offer and I like the creative side and coming up with cool products, but like, really like she's making it happen. Like she, like she's awesome. But I would say our challenge right now is trying to get to Haiti because again, that's our passion. That's our heart. And we like to go down there and vet the organizations that we're working with. We want to check up on them. We want to, we want to update people like, Hey, this is how your money was used. This is what we were able to do because you shopped a spa. Like, and ever since I got, I mean, we used to go to Haiti like four times a year And now since I've gotten the kids, I haven't been able to go. And so right now our struggle is trying to look at the calendar and find a time to sneak down to Haiti so that we can check up on things and then give people a solid update on, because that's what we want. We want our shoppers to feel something when they wear something a spa or they buy it. They're like, okay, wow, I'm making a difference because you are. 
And like, we wouldn't be able to do anything if people weren't shopping. Of course. And if they're spending their hard money, like we feel like we owe it to them to do our due diligence to report back. Like these people that we sent, you know, $60,000 to or $100,000 to because you shopped, like this is what they were able to do with that, you know? You guys also just did an event an event for Espa in Nashville, yeah, right? We're, yeah, okay. So we've done one in Austin and we did one in Nashville and our next one's going to be in Wichita. And then we want to take it to different cities. Come to Seattle. Um, I know, but... Okay. I don't know. Do we have any listeners in Seattle? I don't think so, um, but just me. <laughs> yeah. So, well, maybe you can come to one of our other Would cities that we to. do it in. But we are starting to do these Espa brunch and burns. And again, it's another way to connect. Again, we want our shoppers to feel like a community. Like... There are little ambassadors, ambassadors, like we don't have a big marketing rollout plan and we don't, you know, have yet to kind of done any advertising. We just kind of are grassroots. And like I said, we've got social media and like a little bit of my platform and the podcast and, you know, Mary has an email blast, whatever that goes out, but it's like, you know, that's our, so we depend on people that want to post about our stuff and talk about it. So we've gotten to know some of these people on Instagram because we do Friday night lives a lot on our Espoir, which the Espoir Instagram is shop at shop Espoir. And so on Friday nights, we'll spend like an hour like talking and hanging out with people and on Instagram um, on live it, on Instagram live. And so we've gotten to know these people and we're like, how fun if we like take this city to city and we work out with them. And we have this awesome trainer, Erin Opria. She's a celebrity trainer, you know, to like Carrie Underwood, Maren Morris. Morris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Casey Musgraves, Kelsey Ballerini, no big deal. And so she uh, does the workout and then we have like a brunch and then we all hang out afterwards and we do like a little pop-up shop and kind of have other things to make the experience fun and worth it for people to wake up on their Saturday and come hang out with us and buy tickets. And then so part of the tickets goes towards whatever cause we're supporting at the time. And then, so we're, we're still feeling it all out and it's still new, but we now, we love it so much. And Aaron loves doing it too, that, yeah, we kind of want to take it around the country and do some brunch and burns just it's, to connect. And with it's people. so crazy and, to think like all of this, like, I just thought it back to like what you were saying, like your mom's prayer, like you went Pimp and Joy, then you went Espoir, and now you're doing events and getting to meet people who are supporting the organizations and who are connecting with you day to day. Like, it is crazy to think how far this has come in only five years. Is that what you said? Is it how long has um, Pimp and Joy? Es- I know. Or yeah, Espoir es- is. Pimp and Joy's almost been, almost been five years. In November, it'll be five years. And then Espoir maybe started like a year later. And Espoir only started because the orf- my kids were still at the orphanage. And they, Mary and I obviously had the Pimp and Joy relationship. And we were becoming friends. But fun fact, in case people don't know, Mary and I met on Twitter. I love it. So that's, that's, that's a whole other story, which <laughs> I have a podcast where we explain that. Four Things with Amy Brown and Mary was on. And so you can hear how our relationship started. But um, definitely started on Twitter. And then... We were on the phone one night. I'm pretty sure it was a Friday night and we're clearly we're lame. We don't have anything else going on. I think my husband was like in Afghanistan or something and we're like, oh shoot, the orphanage, like we got an email that they weren't going to be able to pay rent and like the nannies needed to be paid. And we were like, oh shoot, what can we do? So I have an Espoir tattoo in typewriter font. And so we decided to take Espoir in typewriter font, throw it on a t-shirt with the definition, like kind of like it would look in the dictionary. And we have this guy, JD, that does some design stuff for us with Pimp and Joy. So we sent it to him. We're like, can you make this look this way? And then boom, we threw it on a shirt and threw it up. And we started selling shirts to support the orphanage. And then we were able to send them a check. And then Mary and I were like, okay, so should this kind of be like 
like a thing. That's and awesome. so then we decided, like, boom, we founded a spot and, and we, boom, we filed a charity. <laughs> well, I mean, we no, filed but... for like the whole trademark and all the things. And then now we've got it, which we even have four things trademarked and people ripped that off and were like, I mean, and it's blatantly obvious because they'll post about it like on Instagram and they'll be following me, the Bobby Bone show. Like, and I'm like, okay, maybe you thought of this on your own without seeing our product, but it looks just like our product and you follow me and it's four things. So then again, Mary's awesome and she sends her people after them, but which we feel bad about and we don't want to, but we don't. You would feel bad about it. Well, we do, (laughs) but, but then at the same time, we're like, this is how can we get people might think that they're buying right. like a squaw four things bag that's but supporting Haiti and they're not. And then also come up with your own idea, like change it to three things or something. At least <laughs> here's my one thing, my one thing to it's a little bag, but right. okay. You did talk about your podcast. So in mm-hmm. all of the things that you do all the time, you spend on the Bobby bone show events, traveling for work, doing things with Mary, like Espoir and pimp and joy. Then you decided, I'm going to start my own podcast. What made you say, I need to spend more time on something else? Well, and I, yeah. And then I <laughs> added, I recently added another thing to my podcast called The Fifth Thing, which, which is a Q&A. I love and um, I might yeah. steal, but don't send Mary after me. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm joking. That was actually Bobby's idea. So, and, and in fact, when I told Mary that I was going to start The Fifth Thing, she was like, she kind of was like, are you sure? Because... She's like, you just feel like you have a lot going on right now. And why would you add that? And in my mind, I'm like, okay, but if I add it, that means more people coming to the podcast, more people downloading, more people hearing about Espoir and Pim and Joy and the things that I care about. So, and then building my brand. And so that was Bobby's idea. He, you know, we were talking about the podcast, which he was huge in me starting that. I'm under his Nashville podcast network. And he was just like, Hey, I really think you need to do this. It took me months and months and months to actually pull the trigger and do it because I knew once I started, I had to be able to commit weekly to putting content out there because if I didn't want to start it and then have to take a few weeks off and my dad ended up getting, I think right when I was going to launch it, my dad was diagnosed with cancer and had to have surgery. And then his surgery went horribly wrong and he was in ICU for weeks And he's actually, it's been 10 months and he's still not fully recovered and he's just not the same. But anyway, during, I had to press pause for several months because of him and I was traveling back and forth. And then finally last fall, when I felt a little more comfortable, I felt like, okay, now is the time I can commit to this. And I started putting up the weekly. So every Thursday, a new four things loads, which, and it's really, it's really like a, a hodgepodge of things. There it's really awesome, is though. no. And Jennifer Limegruber, our our boss mm-hmm. in New York, she's the one we were trying to think of, okay, Amy's gonna do a podcast, but like what is it gonna be? And what's <laughs> the thing? And then she, because of the four things totes, she's like, Well, Amy kind of is already tied into this whole four things thing. So she should do a four things podcast because also Amy's all over the place and she's ADD and she <laughs> likes to talk about all kinds of things. So at least I it gives me structure because I need structure. So each each episode has four totally random things, whether it's interviews with people, fashion tips, health, lifestyle. I um, have, and I'm going to say this, I, your podcast was the first podcast that wasn't a morning show that I listened to regularly. I never found anything that really like kept me week to week. 
it's your podcast that where I'm like, oh, what is Amy talking about this week? I need to do this. I need to get this. Oh, she's <laughs> so right. I could totally relate. Like every week I'm telling you, whether you're a female or a male, you, there is something with your podcast. Now my husband everywhere. comes on. and yeah. he, Exactly. And it's cool hearing his point of view. And even I was just texting you last night saying, Amy, I can't have coffee beans anymore. And your episode about the four things that I can drink that aren't coffee to give me energy literally is saving my life right now. So keep doing what you're doing because someone out there is getting something from every episode. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I Paul, love it. Right? That means a lot. It's awesome. great. And I should have you do endorsement. I can. I'll something. do your, your uh, promos. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Check out. Yeah. Do it for sure. That'd be great. But um, yeah. So I started to commit to doing that. And then earlier this year, Bobby was like, I think you should add a Q&A. So that came from Mr. Bobby Bones himself. And then I was a little hesitant about it, but I was like, you know what? That's right. Like, I got to go for it. If I'm going to grow the things that I'm passionate about, I got to grow my brand and I got to grow my reach and I got to have a platform where I can talk about, which we do talk about certain things on the Bobby Bone Show, but that's a show that's dedicated to the whole show and everything that has going on. And there isn't, you know, it, I don't want to go, I can't, I'm not going to go on there and be selfish and just talk about Haiti the whole time or a spa or from a joint. Like it's not, but I do feel like we have, and Bobby's done a great job of like getting our listeners involved. And he um, has created a space where he wants a positive environment and people know that they can tune in and get that. Not every day. We're not perfect. And we do bicker like a family and we have fights and we laugh and we make Sounds fun of familiar. each other <laughs> and we do all the things. But at the end of the day, I, he wants our show to be known. And I want our show to be known for positivity. We do tell me something good. We try to give back. We try to extend grace. And again, we're not perfect at all by any means, but that's our overall theme. And so, yeah, if I have an opportunity to carry that into my podcast and build some of my brand, because honestly, Bobby has so much going on too. Like he's, you know, with winning Dancing with Stars <laughs> yeah. and now being on American Idol, like who knows where the heck that guy's going to go because he's got big dreams. And I'm like, I better keep working on my side hustles because like, I don't know what he's going to get into down the line where, you know, he may have to go off and do amazing things. I think radio though will always oh, be yeah. his baby, always. But, you know, I just, I, I feel like I'm also riding his coattails while they're hot. And I know the feeling. So I got to <laughs> do what? I said, I know the feeling. I work yeah, for Elvis. Yeah, so it's like, I might as well, I might as well take advantage of this some right now while it's a little bit hot. It's because so smart. in five years, in five years, people may not care. And they may be like, Amy, who? And I'm going to be no. like. Um, I will tell never, them who <laughs> I'm the cool mom, <laughs> so, but I don't know. So it's just, it, it's fun to kind of take it on, but finding that, that balance of, yeah, of all the things. And I, I do have solid people surrounding me again, definitely couldn't do any of the Espoir, Pimp and Joy stuff without Mary. And then Bobby's involved in Pimp and Joy too. And you know, that's, that's a huge part, but again, that's Mary's like the business behind that. And I feel like, we all work together as a really, really good team. But then, you know, the, the, the Bobby Bone Show, I just kind of still try to do my part, still grind it out. We still do show prep the same as we did 13 years ago. That's awesome. And I kind of thought in my head, I'm like, as we get older and wiser, like maybe prep should be a little bit different, but it's not. Bobby still has the same expectations. And we've gotten a little bit wiser sometimes how we record things because we're in so many different markets and using our time more wisely. But it's pretty cool. It's got to go to back to your, I mean, part of it. Yeah. This is how you guys started. You got to keep doing it. it works. Don't 
it's awesome. Right. Don't, yeah, yeah. If something works, like why change it? That's, a, that's like it? a good. And Bobby was sharing the other day. I don't know why this just popped in my head, but maybe it's because somebody listening needs to hear it. But, you know, if you are wanting to start something or you're wanting to get, like, if you've got a side hustle idea or you're trying to grind it out at your job and do the best that you can, like you can have like goals and dreams and stuff you want to do and you can have the motivation, but if you don't have the discipline, it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Like you can be, it ha- you have to have that healthy combo. So like have the dream, have the vision, get the motivation. If you don't already have it, dig for it because nothing's going to happen if you're not motivated. But then if you're not disciplined about it, ain't nothing going to happen. And clearly you have been disciplined to be able to do all of this. Like there's no way you would have been able to do all the things you do with the shop forward, a spa, pimp and joy, your podcast, the events. If you weren't disciplined, none of this would be successful. So Bobby's right. Well, I think I'm passionate about what I'm doing and I wouldn't like hearing you say that back. I'm like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I just kind of preached what Bobby was saying because I thought it was, I thought it was really good advice and I kind of needed it for myself because I am, I'm actually not the most disciplined person because of my, and I don't want to just blame it all on ADD, but I do have that, that I struggle with and I do bounce around and I do struggle with checking things off my list and making new lists because I want a list, but I do have goals and I do want to achieve them. And it's like part of my personality is, is if I've set my mind to it, I want to do it. Just like when I wanted to like that's another piece of advice. Like if you've got a side hustle you want to start, don't start it until you can commit, which is why I didn't take on the podcast until I was ready. Again, it was months in the, like months in the making. And we didn't, we didn't pull the trigger on it until I knew I could commit to do put, putting up good content, quality content every single week. And now that I'm in, I know that I'm in and I'm committed and there's not going to be a week unless, you know, something crazy happens that I don't put something up, you know? Well, you've talked about that on the show before. You've said that you have ADD and I actually wrote that down in my notes because it is something I wanted to bring up because it's something that's been popping up in my mind where I'm like, maybe I have this because you said the thing about checking off the list and making all the notes. It's like, I can't focus, but you're doing all of these things. How do you? sit down and say, okay, I need to focus. I need to stop bouncing around because that's how I am. And it's hard. Well, some days are just better than others. Like, I don't know if it's because I've gotten the right amount of rest or I've got, I've eaten the right things or whatever, but my brain is able to focus a little bit more. Now there have been times in my adult life where I have taken Adderall and I will say it has been like magic pill, God's gift. I've been so focused and it's so amazing, but I do not recommend it because I don't take it anymore. The more I took it, the more I had to increase my dosage. And the more I increased my dose or dosage, I don't know, the worse I felt. I started to not feel amazing. And I started, it affected my sleep and my mouth was always dry and I was cranky and I wasn't eating good because you're not that hungry. And then like I had all kinds of things going on. I mean, and I think I started... Well, after my mom died, I definitely went through a phase of like living off of like wine and Xanax. <laughs> I'm like being, I'm a real positive role model. You've talked right about now. this in your podcast. But, <laughs> but yeah, but I was like, I was struggling. I was going through a lot. And I was like, okay, I got to get it together. And I think it was like about a year after that she died that I decided to get on Adderall because I thought it would help me focus and get it together. So I had all this anxiety from her dying. I was trying to juggle that. And then I decided to add Adderall to the mix, which hot mess. And so now I'm like basically not on anything. Occasionally I still have to take 
like half a Xanax to like sleep because my mind just goes yeah. places. And when my dad got diagnosed with cancer, it brought back a lot of stuff from my mom and, you know, then with the kids and all the thing, like, but I mean, I really try to like not rely on drugs, but anyway, the Adderall, I'm telling you it, it was magic. So it's hard sometimes to not want to go back there right. to the very beginning. But again, like I said, the longer you take it, the worse it got for me. I'm like, well, this doesn't work anymore. Cause what am I going to get up to like how many milligrams yeah. a day? And then I'm just going to be like this wired hot mess. So I've had to find ways to just focus myself. I try to eat good and get like eat clean and I don't eat gluten if I can avoid it because I've heard that can, you know, have an effect. Well, now um, that I'm I, cutting that out, maybe it will be super helpful for me. It could, it yeah. may help like clear things up um, for you in your head, um, getting adequate sleep, like taking baths, you know, having your self-care time and then making sure I'm hydrated, like drinking water, like all these things sound like so simple, like, well, you should be eating good and hydrating, but it can help your brain function at a higher level. Watch your sugar intake, you know, so you can focus better. Those are little things that help me, which obviously I can't always do because sometimes you just got to have that sugar fix because life, but, um, I mean, those are just tips that I could give you, Carla Marie, that, that have helped me. Thank you. This has turned into, (laughs) but I think numbering, my husband has me make a list and then he has me number it, number my MITs, which is most important tasks. Is that a military thing? (laughs) I think so. So then you, you have your list and then you number it one through 10, like whatever you need to get done first. And then you you know, cross off, maybe you start with some of the easy ones. So you, you feel motivated. So like you cross off some of the easy ones and then you're like, Oh, I'm making progress. Like, let's get this done and then go like the snowball effect. So, I like that. I, don't I got a message from someone on Instagram. Her name is Erin Malloy. And she said, can you ask Amy what her proudest achievement is? And I was like, Oh man, I don't know how she's going to answer that. <laughs> Your face right now. Uh, I don't know that I'm there yet. <laughs> Have I, I don't know. Amy, um, stop it. <laughs> well, I was super cool. I, I did get, a, well, if you're a woman in media, you may know about the Gracie Award. Yes. And I, it was really cool to be nominated for that and then to win, or I don't know if people submit you. I don't know, whatever. However, you all can I know is I got yourself. an email. I have. <laughs> oh, you can? Yes, oh, either way. Well, I should submit for you. I don't know how I got submitted, but somebody submitted me and then I won and the ceremony was in LA and it was... My mom was still alive. She had cancer at the time. Actually, she was really, really sick the day of the awards, but she flew to LA because she was determined to be there. And I remember we went and got pedicures and she could barely eat. Like she was drinking like an insure while we were getting pedicures just so she could get like calories. But she got all dressed up and we got to go to the Gracie's. My mom and my dad went and my parents are not together. My dad left when I was eight years old. So it was really special to have both of them there. And then Bobby went and he actually introduced me and gave a speech on stage and told he actually told the pimp and joy tire story and my mom was there so it was very very special and so I feel like because she got to witness that and it was like an award for females in media that's That's something that I hold really really near and dear to me so I guess my Gracie award that is a very good answer yes that accounts of course that accounts okay so the question I ask everyone you're not escaping from this one is an app that helps you with your side hustle or your everyday life that is not Instagram because that helps no one (laughs) okay um let me think uh my clue app 
I love that you just said that because I actually talked about it on the air today. The you liter- did? Yes. Because ever since you talked about it on the air, I was like, I need this app. Amy keeps talking about it and it's been amazing. So the Clue app is a period tracker. And for me, it's been great because it tells me when I'm PMSing. So sometimes I'll open the app and I'll be like, oh, that's why I feel like that today. Everything oh yeah, mine will send me, I don't even have to open the app. Like I have it sent to where like I'll turn on my phone and it'll be like the mess, like, you know, how to give you like weather, but then it'll also be like PMS is coming, you know? So I have like a little, like a little notification and yes, my husband appreciates it, but I've, I've been pretty diligent with it for the past couple of years. So my wow. app really knows me and it knows my body. I would say it's every month. It's not exactly right, but it's pretty spot on to where it knows like actually I just pulled it up and ooh like I'm ovulating tomorrow ooh. um which is it's also good so maybe if yeah. you're trying to get pregnant which my husband and I tried to get pregnant for many 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 years and we just weren't able to conceive so if I was which now that we've adopted two kids I definitely don't want a baby although my daughter wants us to have a baby and I'm like ha 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 like <laughs> if god if I were to get pregnant right now I'd be like god <laughs> Is this a joke? Because what happened 10 years ago when homegirl was trying to get pregnant <laughs> in her 20s and, you know, probably could have handled the baby weight a little better. But <laughs> stop. So, um, yeah. So tomorrow I know that I'm ovulating, which kind of makes sense. Um, I get a little bit more emotional around this time. And then, yeah, my PMS will start on the 29th. So it says, oh, looks like I'll be on my period for iHeart Country Festival. Oh, well, I will see you there. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> And now you'll know that I'm basically going to be on my period. And literally but first thing I'm going to ask. So, but that helps me. Like, yes. and the reason why it helps me with my side hustle, um, since that was part of your question is yeah. it helps me better understand my mood. If I'm feeling tired, if I, then I can give myself that break, like, Hey, go late, go chill. Like your body needs it. Like our bodies talk to us and you need to listen to your body. And I think that that's important. And it took me a long time to realize that because sometimes you, you want to get that workout in because yeah. it's like, if you don't work out, it's going to be the end of the world. Well, guess what? If you're about to start, it's the day before your period and you are feeling so tired, then maybe take the day yes. off and your body's going to feel better. Um, and that it helps you feel like, cause if you're trying to figure out why you're exhausted and you can't t- really yeah. nail it down, then you can like give yourself some grace and be like, Oh, my body's actually going through a lot right now. I need to extend grace to it and go watch some Netflix. <laughs> And drink some wine. The, and do you, drink some wine and, and take a bath. Do you pay for the paid version? That's a an actual serious question for me because I almost did. Oh, good question. I must because I get the notifications, but I've been doing this for so long. I don't know if it takes like $1.99 out of my <laughs> iTunes account. Do I? I don't, I don't know. I think the notifications are free, so maybe not. That's oh, hilarious. well, shoot. Should we upgrade? I don't know. I should go check my account. Who knows what the things we could find out? I know. I feel like... The clue app, it like knows me, knows me better than like anybody. I want it to tell me more. Like if I can pay for it to tell me more then yes, <laughs> like, I will. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to look at some of my other apps, but. No, that um, is like the perfect answer. Seriously. Oh, okay. Perfect. I know. I thank you. I, this has been one of my favorite podcasts. I was having 
a minor panic attack today thinking, how am I going to do this? Because I love Amy so much and I really want her to tell her story and I don't want to spend the whole podcast gushing about her. So Anthony actually said, set a timer for three minutes and you can gush about Amy in the beginning and that's it. And I was like, no, that's like really weird. I'm not going to do that. So I think I sprinkled it in enough to let you know that everything you're doing is an inspiration to me. Imagine the people who don't get to actually have conversations with you like this. That's why I'm glad to share this podcast with everyone because the people who listen to me and have no idea who you are, I'm so excited for you to now be a part of their lives because it you really are an inspiration to me and I look up to you so much. So thank you. Oh, well, you're so sweet. You are. Like and you you're... don't give yourself <sighs> enough credit. It is the one well, thing I can say. I'm blushing. So <laughs> Like, I, can you tell my cheeks are like, they're hurting. So thank you, Carla Marie. You're really, really sweet. And I think that you're you're awesome. I love you and Anthony. I think y'all are great. I can't wait to see you in Austin. Y'all are always so much fun. And congratulations on your new morning show. Thank you, Amy. I am sure by now you understand why I love Amy so much. To so check out everything Amy's up to all the time on Instagram. She is Radio Amy. But everything she does with Espoir and Pimp and Joy, you can see all of it at theshopforward.com. It's theshopforward.com. You'll also see merch from Elvis Duran in the morning show. And there's a ton of things like the Hallmark shirt that went viral around Christmas, which I got for my mom. So many things up there like the cool mom shirt Amy was wearing you're going to spend a lot of money on the shopforward.com and make sure you listen to Amy's podcast. It's four things with Amy Brown on iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. You can also listen to her on the Bobby Bones show, but listen to the podcast version of their show so you don't miss out on my morning show, which is the Carla Marie and Anthony show on Kiss FM Seattle, which you can hear weekdays from 6 a.m. Pacific time to 9.30 Pacific time. And if you think that I should do an episode like Amy does every week where she answers your questions, her listeners' questions, let me know. You can email me. It's sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. And seriously, be honest. If you say, no, Carla Marie, I don't care about your answers to any questions. That's fine. I appreciate your honesty. So email me, sidehustlerspodcast at gmail.com. And until next week, keep hustling. Just in case you need one more round. The Last Call Podcast with Carla Marie and Anthony. One last little taste to hold you over till tomorrow. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.